Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian, and it's time for Zine Thursday. And today's zine is Module T1 from Appendix N Entertainment by R.J. Thompson, The Hidden Hand of Horla. Now, I'm a little tempted to pronounce it Orla and make the H silent. It just kind of was a thing that was going through my mind before I started recording. But before I go over the zine today, I want to start off today's episode by giving a big thanks to those of you that have been supporting us on Patreon. John, Omar, Ravi, Todd, Mike T, Richard, Rory, thank you so much for your support. Your continued support means so much to me, and it helps us keep this going those of you that haven't checked it out, go check out. We got a few extra episodes if you like listening to this. Some longer episodes that we've been putting up a little more, uh, what's the word? A little more loose uh, discussion, uh, longer periods of time. There's quite a few more of those going up as well. And there will be some other stuff we've been working on for the Patreon itself going up there for our supporters. Uh, kind of as a thanks and kind of to, to give you a look at some of the stuff that we, a few of us have been working on back here at Wobblies and Wizards. Uh, some of the folks involved here. So check it out. Uh, support us any way you can there. Uh, it's really appreciated. Helped us pay the server bill and uh, helps us keep this going. There's a few costs involved with this and, and we put a lot of time into making sure we got a daily podcast for you all. So if you enjoy Wobblies and Wizards and a podcast with our specific bent and your support, it was really appreciated. Now, the hidden hand of Horla. Or is it the hidden hand of Orla? I'm not sure. Now, this is I've had this module for over a year, uh, for quite a while, and, and I haven't gotten around to it. It's been on that stack of zines that I've been trying to get to. And honestly, I haven't even gotten around to reading it yet. I've been meaning to. I know that the folks over at Appendix and Entertainment have a, quite a few more. And the version that I have is apparently an older one that uh, there should be a newer edition out. Now, I'm not sure if there is more information or more stuff to the story in the newer edition. I do know that the newer edition for it has a color cover, it appears. What the difference is between the original, I think I have was an original copy. It was printed in 2019, I believe. Let me double check here. It is 2020. Uh, it's an adventure for characters levels one to three pretty basic adventure overall there's a cool little story to it now the hidden hand of orla is about a tower that is shaped like a hand and it kind of goes with the hand theme throughout throughout the zine so at some point in time you'll discover a uh, a spell book if your your characters complete the tasks and what's really cool is all the spells are hand related or having to do with a hand as well now this is made for old school essentials i do know one thing i like about the appendix and entertainment site when you check it out is what they're putting on it on their stuff now which i don't think they're putting on it when when i picked this up is there's that little osr for all logo with kind of the lgbt flag colors to it which i think is neat and i really appreciate that when i see folks putting that on their stuff Four old school essentials. 
one of the things about the spells that I was telling you about is they go higher level than you normally would with old school essentials. And it gives you a few different ways you can use those higher level spells. Some of them are kind of variations on existing spells and things like that. So there's a plot to this uh, and not a plot. So it's very, you know, explore sandboxy in a way. It's just a region for your characters to get in. The hand itself is kind of the dungeon or the castle or the, the abode or the wizard's tower you're going to be exploring. And they decayed the dungeon, so to say, by giving it three entrances. Two are more difficult to get to probably. And one in the main entrance is barricaded. There is goat folks goat people in here so which makes me think it might be an easy thing to throw into your Dolmenwood campaign if you're running a Dolmenwood campaign might fit nicely in there and it's also got some like culture to them and things as, as along those lines the hidden hand of orla is is a uh, it's got a background for the players so there's i'm going to read through that to give you an idea what the story is legend tells of the hand mages tower that once stood at the edge of the realm. Within it, the handmage experimented and hoarded his magical treasures. The tower stood for many years until one day it mysteriously vanished. Rumors spread that the mage had offended the gods and had been eradicated from existence or else had made a pact with a demon prince and was now paying his due. Whatever the case, the tales became legend. And all but the oldest elves were unsure if the tower had even existed at all. Now the tower has reappeared where it once stood. The player characters have heard of the reappearance of the tower and the potential for the first adventuring party to explore it and profit from the wizard's treasure. Now, as it tells the referee what to do and how this happens, it, it turns out that the mage that was and I can't remember the mage's name at the top of my head. Here it is, uh, Agrippa, Ro Rosencrantz Agrippa. So the mage Rosencrantz Agrippa and some others had been experimenting with these rods, sort of rods of power that, that allowed for time travel and planar travel and things along those lines, and essentially turned the tower into this traveling um, abode, a TARDIS, perhaps, if you're a Doctor Who fan. And it has reappeared after going to these horrible places. Now, it lays out what's cool about this copy or this edition is the cover itself is not attached. It's a regular zine, staple bound, white, you know, put it on white paper on the inside and you can pull the cover right off. And on one side of the inside cover has the map of the inside of the hand. And the other has what would I would say is a, a good player handout. Because at some point in time, you're going to run into a... Uh, a little, I don't want to say, yeah, you know, sort of a puzzle, a, a a riddle that you have to solve to get further into this. The answer is very hand-oriented, we'll say, because everything in here seems to be geared towards the hand. As I started reading this, I noticed what I thought might be possibly a Twin Peaks reference. I was, I was not 100% sure if that's what they were going for, but it hit me like, oh, that's interesting. When you go to the back, they have their own appendix and inspirational media. And I saw, well, under television was Twin Peaks. So if I were to run this, I might consider using some Twin Peaks inspiration. If you've seen it going beyond the veil and traveling back and forth, there's this like a 
area that they would go back into that vanished and reappeared and stuff like that. And if most of you may have seen images of you, if you haven't seen the actual show, it's got these weird black and white floors and stuff. I might consider trying to add some elements of that aesthetic into it as I describe things. So the goat people have invaded and come into the tower before the player party gets there. I've got a little charge to see how far along they're looting and destroying and what's happening in there with it is. And you have to contend with them. It seems like they will flee pretty quickly if you take them on and do a little bit of damage. They definitely have different criteria for which they take off. The adventure kind of just is just in the hand. Uh, it's not the biggest, uh, I want to say dungeon, but tower. It's not the most fleshed out, but it's in, you'll probably run this really easy as a one night game. Depending on how much your party dallies and explores and how much you want to expand on it, you could turn it into more. And with this backstory of the rod and everything, you could probably even turn it into a larger quest or campaign. I don't know if the folks at Appendix and Entertainment have expanded on this story and given us more in some of their other zines. I'm going to need to pick some of those zines up in the very near future to check them out. It might not even hurt to check out to see what the new version of The Hidden Hand of Orla has in it. There's rumor tables to get you going. On page five, the art you know, depicts a lot of the goat people and, and what I'm assuming is folks exploring in The Hidden Hand of Orla. But on page five, there's one illustration that I really love of one of these goat people that's very detailed. It's probably my favorite piece of art in the book. Nice black and white drawings throughout it. The goat folks, it gives you stats for new, for the monsters in here. And one of the things that it does is it kind of, some of these monsters are pretty deadly. There's quite a few save or die poison type things going on with it. You're definitely going to want to read through the monsters, especially the Horla. The Horla itself is like this creature that possesses you. It gives you ways to exercise it and stuff like that. As you go through, it's it it's got just kind of the the wizard's tower and his books. The one library has no spell books. Pretty much the only spell book is at the end, kind of the accumulated uh, treasure for for exploring the wizard's tower. You might want to sprinkle a little more gold pieces and treasure in different places if you're running this. I'm not sure. It depends on how much. You're wanting your character players to get. Now, it does have a lot of just mundane treasures, things like, um, what was there, paintings. And I think there were some other little knickknacks and whatnot throughout that your player characters could take and sell for gold. And probably if you're running an old school gold experience campaign, that might be good to be able to have those role-playing experiences being the treasure, being the objects that they're finding and trying to sell off instead of just gold quick and easy. But a lot of times, no, in game, we tend to revert to gold quick and easy. It depends on how you run your game. You can do it. You can run a fun little game with it. It's uh, it's neat. I think the neatest part is kind of how the, the little hand is mapped out. The individual fingers kind of are their own little sections that you can go into various ways. A few hidden, um, what is it? a few riddles to solve to get into different places and stuff like that. You have to fight some animated books and it gives the stats for the animated books and kind of a, how fire impacts them. It does well at laying out how the different monsters, what affects them and doesn't affect them and, and ways that the players can kind of take those things on. 
And like I said, different variations on things. Definitely want to read through the monster section before you run. Well, you want to read through the whole thing, but the monster section, make sure you know what you're doing with them a little bit. It does spice things up with them specifically. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. There's not a whole lot to it. It's about 20 pages long. Not enough to, I would say, stretch too long of adventure. But if you needed something to run tonight and you only have a couple hours for prep, it might be a good thing to have on your shelf to grab and pick up and go, oh, let me read through this. So at least I have an adventure for tonight. And you can probably get two weeks of gaming out of it. That's about all I have for you today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share with your friends. Give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. Go ahead and visit. Check it out. We got a few things posted that you might find interesting. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleProm. Like I said at the beginning, we have our Patreon. We can really use the support. Uh, doing this takes a lot of our time and it's been taking some of our money. Thankfully, we've been able to pay for things like the subscriptions and stuff we have. We're only been taking, I'm taking a little less out of my pocket than I had been before. I'm close to paying the server bill uh, with what we've gotten. So any support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. Go to patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>